Saturday morning, and welcome to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, your host. Another Saturday morning. Christmas season is in full swing. We are just crazy busy. It's that time of year. Hopefully, hopefully, you're kind of wrapping some of these things up. Some of your decorating is kind of winding down. 7th of December, Christmas with alpacas weekend come out and enjoy the festivities you know food fun free the triple f fun weekend we always have a great time we're gonna have tom monroe from uh you know abbott farms alpacas he'll be with us uh here after the first break today we're gonna talk a little bit about that event it's been, uh, I believe, five or six years now that we've been doing this event, and it just kind of builds every year. It's a fun event to do with the kids. You know, it's a fun event to do when you're picking out your Christmas tree and kind of, you know, wrapping up some of that stuff. And so today in this week's show, we're going to talk a little bit about moving more indoors. We're going to talk a little bit about your house plants. We're going to talk a little bit about poinsettias care. Cyclamen, orchids, ferns, you know, all kinds of things that you typically do inside at this time of year. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about all of those things. But before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about outside. Okay, because here we are, it's the first weekend, well, first big weekend, I guess, in, in December. And tick-tock, tick-tock goes towards Christmas. Everything's kind of, you know, flying by. But I wanted to check back in outside to see where everybody was at. I wanted to make sure that you had got your wilt proof down at this point. Okay? And also marked on your calendar to do it late February again. Okay, I want to say that again. We do it late February again. And the reason being is that's when the protection's starting to really not show up. Also, have you wrapped any of your plants you need to? Have you protected them from snow? Have you also protected them from deer? You know, we talked with, you know, Art from Bonide a few weeks ago. Talked with him about all of these different things. If you need to, you can go back and you can find that show on our website, estabrooksonline.com backslash radio. You also can submit your questions because now we're getting towards the end of decorating season. We're going to start checking in on spring 2014. You know, we'll start talking about seeds and new varieties and all of those things in the upcoming weeks. And so if you have questions about things going in towards spring, now's the time to start submitting those okay so don't hesitate again estabrooksonline.com backslash radio submit your questions we'll bring them up on the show and talk about them. if there's a specific topic you'd like us to cover don't hesitate also okay so this week we're kind of talking about inside we've been talking a lot about outside over the last few weeks you know because early in the decorating season i tend to think Doing the outdoor stuff is a better idea. It's typically a little warmer. And it's something that you can easily get done outside. And then, of course, inside, there's really a transition that needs to happen after Thanksgiving. So, okay, the, the Thanksgiving hangover is over. Okay? 
I know we're all a little let down. You know, we finally come out of the tryptophan, you know, coma from all the turkey and we got the nap in, you know, and now it's 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 go time because you know what's coming. The holiday festivus for the rest of us. Okay. All of the events and the things that you get invited to, the parties, the get-togethers, the work engagements, all of those things are coming. So all of a sudden, all that time we felt like we might have had, all of a sudden starts to get tighter and tighter and tighter. So I hope you've got some of your gift shopping going at this point. I have not started yet. I'm typically a very last-minute shopper. I have my list. I know what I need. It usually gets me in trouble because I don't go early enough and something's sold out. And then I've got to, you know, go a different direction. So hopefully you've got that part kind of under under your belt. Hopefully you've got a bunch of your outdoor decorations. Your tree is either up or or you're starting to think about putting it in the house, but you've got it purchased. But now the finishing touches for me are, you know, adding those bits of color in the house. You know, the poinsettias the cyclamen, the orchids, the ferns, the centerpieces, all of those things kind of tie all the other decorations for me together. Mistletoe, of course, you know, who can forget that? Nothing better than that long-lost aunt giving you a smooch on the, on the cheek, right? You know, that's why you got to have mistletoe, I suppose. So, let's talk about poinsettia care. Because poinsettias really at this point in the season should be very little care. The problem is we're going, going, going. And we've got them kind of scattered around the house and we're not really thinking about them. So this is part of the issue with poinsettias. Every poinsettia that's in a different size pot takes different water conditions, obviously. So if you've got a big one, it's got three or four plants in it. It's going to take more water than maybe a four-inch pot that's got one plant in it or vice versa, depending on the spot in your house. So here's a few tips on poinsettias where I find people go wrong. So first off, let's just talk straight water. At this point, your poinsettias need no fertilization. I want to say that again, no fertilization. They are fully grown they have full brack size. They have full colors. And I'm not sure if people are aware. Let's talk a little bit about this. With poinsettias, you have the cyathea or the blossom, which is in the center of the bracts. Many times people think the bracts are the flower. That's not the case. They are part to the flower, but the bracts are the part that colors. The cyathea is the actual flower in the center of the bracts. So when we're going to purchase poinsettias, we want to look at the cyathea or the flower in the center. The tighter those buds are, the longer lasting the plants are going to be. So typically on reds, we have early, we have mid-season, and we have late reds. So depending on the time of year, you will have different varieties that will last longer. So look at the cyatheas. They shouldn't be dropping off. Now, as the season goes on, they may be dropped out. 
That's just part of the, the deal. They still will have beautiful color, but early in the season like now, you should have some fairly tight flower buds in the center. That will ensure that the color is more vivid, and poinsettias change with age. Many of the novelty colors, you can visit our website, estabrooksonline.com, and check out all the poinsettia varieties we have. There's pictures there. We also paint poinsettias in purples and blues and oranges. So there's some really funky things we can do with poinsettias. If you're one of those folks that has a blue room or a blue and white room for Christmas and you want to match up your poinsettias, we can spray paint them blue with some special paint for poinsettias. We take a white poinsettia and we spray it blue. We do a great fundraiser with the University of New England that they have a nor'easters poinsettia that's blue. We also can put glitter on them with a special glue. So there's all kinds of things you can do. You can take a nice white poinsettia, put silver glitter all over it. You put a little spotlight on it, and it glitters at night. So a lot of things you can do with poinsettias. But first off, no no fertilizer. Second, we do not want to overwater them or underwater them. And I know that's a fine line. This is where we mostly can go wrong with poinsettias. If they're too wet, they don't do well. If they're too dry, they don't do well. So first thing I want to recommend when you're watering your poinsettias, bring them over to the sink to water them. Don't water them in place. If they have foil or some other pot wrap on there, take the pot wrap off so they can drain. And always use, and again, stress this, always use room temperature or lukewarm water. You don't want to use really cold water, and you don't want to use really warm water. Put them in the sink, water them thoroughly, and then let them drain, and then put the pot wrap back on, whatever it might be, and place them back. You should only have to do this every four to five days. Though, depending on your house, depending on where the heater is, maybe you have forced hot air, maybe you have radiant heat, it's hard to say how they're going to dry out. So keep that in mind. The humidity in your home also will make a big difference. If you have a fairly humid home, they won't transpire as much water. If your house is very dry, then they're going to take up a lot more moisture. Make sure not to use saucers underneath your poinsettias. If you do, make sure there's no water sitting in them. Okay? And the biggest thing for me on poinsettias to start off right from the get-go is do not let the poinsettias chill in the car. Okay, this is something that a lot of people don't think about. So they come to the store, they buy their poinsettias, you decide, i got to stop by the grocery store. You put them in the trunk. You go into the grocery store, it's 20 degrees outside. You're in there for half an hour because there's extra long lines. It's Christmas season. What happens? That plant can get chilled very quickly. Doesn't take much, doesn't take long at 20 degrees for that to get really cold. Now, if it's a nice, warm, sunny day and they're in the car and the, and the car is warm, probably 20 minutes you're okay. But don't forget, 
you need to get them back to a warm location very quickly. They don't like to be cold. They are a tropical. Okay, so be very careful. If you get a lot of leaf drop, sometimes that can just be from them being cold in the first week. The other reason is too wet, too dry. Those are the two or three major things when it comes to poinsettias. So, all kinds of colors. Red is still king. Number one, traditional. We have them in all shapes and sizes. Three inch, four and a half inch, six and a half inch, seven and a half inch, eight inch, ten inch, tree form. All types of different varieties and colors. We love growing our own poinsettias. We grow hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Actually, I should say thousands <laughs> because that's the truth. And we root our own cuttings. We grow them right in Yarmouth. We, pr we do a lot with fundraisers. So if you have a group that is looking for a fundraiser, we do many different types of fundraisers, and we'll talk more about that in one of the upcoming shows, is how a nonprofit can work with Estabrooks to help raise money. Because poinsettias are one of those areas where we do a lot of school groups, we do daycares, we do all types of nonprofit fundraisers. Where we sell them to you at wholesale and you turn around and sell them to your customers. It's a win-win for both of us. All right, enough about poinsettias, okay? In the upcoming, you know, segments here in the show, we're going to talk more about Christmas cactus and how to handle those how to get them to rebloom. We're also going to talk more about amaryllis. We're going to talk about paper whites. We're going to talk about cyclamen, orchids. All of these things are kind of, some are traditional for Christmas, some are not so much. Orchids are something that really is kind of coming on. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking with Tom Monroe from Abbott Farms Alpacas about Christmas with alpacas. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. know you have lots of choices when buying plants and garden supplies. But wouldn't you rather come to someone at your local garden center where you know us and we know you? Someone who knows Maine soil, Maine's climate, and knows what plants will thrive here. Someone who will make sure you find what you're looking for here or at one of our other independent garden centers. We support each other and work together to satisfy you. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the Independent Garden Centers of Maine at MaineIGC.com. Do you have planting insurance? You can with Biotone Starter Plus from Mespoma. It's the ultimate starter plant food, and you can use it for everything you plant. Just mix it in with the soil. It works like three products in one to guarantee your success, even in poor soils. The secret is a special blend of natural organic plant food, beneficial microbes, and mycorrhizal fungi. The result is that plants grow faster, roots grow deeper, and flowers and vegetables become more abundant. Maintain your plants with the Tones, a full line of organic plant foods including Holly Tone, Plant Tone, and Rose Tone. There's a tone for almost every tree, shrub, flower, or vegetable. Best of all, every Espoma product is safe for people, pets, and the environment. Look for Biotone Starter Plus at your local garden center and visit espoma.com slash videos for product info and valuable gardening tips. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. 
The drifting scent of balsam in the air can mean only one thing. It's Christmas time at Estabrooks in Yarmouth. Transform your house into a home for the holidays with fresh greens, bright red winter berries, glistening ribbon, rustic pine cones, and twinkling lights. No time to decorate? Choose from a wide selection of handsomely decorated wreaths and holiday baskets or have an expert at the Holiday Design Center personalize a special wreath for your door. The holidays are here. Make them special with a little help from Estabrooks. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of the holidays. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, and we are talking Christmas with alpacas. It is Christmas with alpaca weekend here at Estabrooks. Uh, we've been doing this for a number of years. It's a family fun event. Uh, you know, really have a, a blast with this event every single year, and it just keeps growing. You know, and it's a great way to help promote the alpaca farms and that industry in the, here in the state of the Maine. And today we're uh, talking with Tom Monroe, and he is from Abbott uh, Farms Alpacas. Tom, how are you today? I am well, Tom, and yourself? I'm great. So, busy event, yes. Uh, you know, today's the 7th. It's the first day of our alpaca event, and, uh, you know, every single year this, this builds. How long have we been doing this event now? This is our fifth year, Tom. It's hard to believe we're a half a decade into it, and it keeps growing every year, and uh, it, the popularity is amazing at, at how many more people keep coming each year. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those events that I think it's tradition now. You know, we're, we're five years in. You know, a lot of people, we've seen little toddlers, and they're starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, it's just a fun family event. So tell us a little bit about what's going on as far as festivities. Sure, sure, Tom. Um, so we, we've banded together a group of alpaca farms and asked them to bring their animals and wares to the greenhouses. Um, we set it up so that there's a wonderful children's areas where they can meet the animals, halter them, pet them, walk them around, say hello, and learn about them from the folks attending them, and uh, have a great craft area for them as well where they can use the alpaca fiber to felt up a little ornament or create a, uh, a miniature alpaca to go in our winter wonderland scene and just just tons of stuff for kids to do while they're there. Um, it's, it's a really, really great day for a kid. And, and this was an event originally, the kind of, you know, idea behind this was to, what, really get you know, alpaca farms and the fiber out there and kind of uh, promote it here in the state of Maine? Absolutely. It's, it, it really is about product awareness That's or animal awareness, fiber awareness. I mean, we're, we really want people to understand the beneficial qualities of alpaca fiber. Um, for a long time, it, it, it's, it's been sort of an unknown animal in the state, and uh, people like no longer asking, oh, what's an alpaca? They now know, and now they're starting to learn how great the fiber is as far as keeping your feet warm, your hands warm, how it wicks water away when it's wet, and all the all the beneficial factors to it, and and we're trying to promote, you know, a new agricultural business model in the state of Maine. Let's face it, I mean, farms in general, in all types of, um, you know, whether it be vegetable farming, dairy, whatnot, everybody's looking for another opportunity to add to their farm and be more diverse, And, and I think you guys have really done a great job of bringing awareness to, hey, this might be another option. You should take a look at this. Um, have you found that the industry has really grown over the past five years? 
Um, you know, it, it has grown. There, there's a lot more people who are finding it uh, a practical addition to their farm models. Um, you know, for the most part, it's kind of the gentleman farmer model, um, and we're trying to, you know, illustrate to people through our example, you know, where we have turkeys, chickens, pigs, a little bit of vegetable, and the alpacas. You know, we're primarily looking to make that model work and say you don't have to be taking on the world with the farm, but if you love these animals, they're easy on the pasture, they're gentle, they're quiet, their uh, manure is wonderful for gardens, um, just a ton of benefits to them. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're trying to, you know, instill that value into folks that, hey, maybe we can try this, and, and you know, we're here to help whoever's interested in trying and this event really is wrapped around, you know, um, local farms, you know, being able to promote them and promote what they're actually, you know, making from this fiber. And, you know, I, I know there's a whole host of different vendors, but how many vendors are, are we looking at for this weekend? Yeah, we have a total of 17 booths set up for the weekend. So there's there's a lot of information out there from from alpaca farmers to um, small uh, wares producers, meaning some of the knit goods that they're not necessarily farmers, but they do use the fiber in their production mm-hmm. of goods for, for folks to look at. Um, it's, it's, there's a little bit of something for everybody. If you want an educational uh, opportunity, uh, you know, the education booth will be there that you can talk to the um, monitor there about how the animals are raised and what you need to do with it. If you, you know, really about the Santa Claus component, make a wish. We're going to sponsor a table for them again, and the kids can write a letter to Santa Claus. And for every letter written, uh, Macy's will donate a dollar to Make a Wish. So we, uh, you know, you can make presents, write letters, um, just lots of stuff for the kids to be uh, to be involved with, and the and the grown-ups as well. Yeah, I, I I always find that there's always at least a few things that I go, wow, that's a great gift, you know, that I couldn't find at a mall, I couldn't find at some other shop, you know, that just kind of sets it a, a aside. And to me, at Christmas time, there's nothing better than locally produced and something different that someone will not think of, you know, and that's partly what this event is about is these lo- lovely artisans really kind of do a great job and the quality is amazing. Absolutely. And and, and that's what we're really all about at Abbott Farm Alpacas is we're trying to push the local production. So the fibers grown here in Maine, New England, or the minimum in the United States, the vendors as far as who's knitting for us. We have you know, small local machine knitters as well as hand knitters who just, they love to make good and, and they're available for, you know, a one-of-a-kind extra warm Christmas gift that, uh, that that's right for just about anyone. You can find something for anyone. Absolutely. The big thing about this event that gets me every single year is the smiles on the kids' faces. <laughs> you know, you, you can't express how fun that is they just have a blast they're amazed that they can take these lovely alpacas and walk them around the yard and have a good time with them they're very gentle um and very easy on the eyes um you know but talk a little bit about the kids and you know all those crafts and stuff you know i think that is it's great because you know the parents can do a little shopping you know the kids can have a great time doing a craft thing and it's free sure absolutely and we we set up uh, a rather large area for the kids to work in 
Uh, we have yarns and fiber and cutouts so they can color, they can work with fiber. Um, the folks are there with any of the supplies they might need. Um, there's, uh, you know, music to keep them entertained a little bit, too, this year. We've got a musician who'll be there to help with the kids. And, um, you know, the smiles on their faces when they see the animals, probably <laughs> probably one of the cutest stories of the kids saying, I don't believe these are real. They're as soft as my stuffed animal. So, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. It, it, it is amazing the smiles that you get when they, uh, when they actually touch them and and the trepidation in some, and then all of a sudden they touch them and they just light up. It's, it is a wonderful thing to watch. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, five years. I can't believe that it's been five years already. How time flies. Can you believe it, how much I've aged in five years? <laughs> Me and you both. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, what are the hours that we're going to be doing the show this weekend? We'll be there from 10 to 4, both Saturday and Sunday. Um, the animals will be there through the whole time as well. And uh, we just hope everyone finds an opportunity to pop in, say hello, and uh, learn a little bit about alpacas and have some fun with your kids. All right. Tom Monroe, Abbott Farms, alpacas. Thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to a great weekend. I am as well. I look forward to seeing you. All right. Sounds good, Tom. Thanks. I'd like to thank Tom Monroe. Uh, you know, he's been a, a huge help in continuing this uh, event year in and year out. Uh, it's just been one that just kind of steadily grows, and everything's just fun about it. It's really kind of we have it down pat now. It's very easy. It's easy for people to get in and out. It just is a fun event. So hopefully all of you can come out, take a, a, a look at these wonderful alpacas. There's some great gifts in here. I, I really, every year, I'm amazed that there's just a few things that I don't see elsewhere. And the local quality, you know, once you have a pair of alpaca mittens, you'll never go back to wool. It's amazing. So I'd like to thank Tom Monroe and all the folks with all the farms at Christmas with alpacas. They do a great job every single year. And so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about amaryllis and all the other flowering plants in your house. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. Fall is in the air, leaves are changing, pumpkins turning, and fall is the best time to plant trees, shrubs, and perennials. You can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at MainIGC.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at MainIGC.com. For over 60 years, Wilt Proof has provided the most effective protection against moisture loss in plants under water stress, and no other product comes close. Our non-hazardous, organic, and biodegradable film is like having several layers of protection. As the outside layer of Wilt Proof wears off with the weather, another layer forms. Wiltproof is the only horticulture anti-transparent that has the ability to provide this long-lasting protection. Put your trust in Wiltproof. Check out their site at wiltproof.com. That's wilt-proof.com. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook. Great interview there with Tom Monroe from 
Abbott Alpaca Farms. Um, great, great people. I can't stress enough how much fun we have this weekend. And, you know, it just comes around. I, we're really having a great time this holiday season. You know, first we had the night out with Esther Brooks on that Thursday night, which was attended just unbelievable. We had just such a fun time. And we had the greenhouse market, and that was just a blast. Weekend after Thanksgiving was phenomenal. And now, you know, we're having fun with alpacas. You know, we're just packing all kinds of fun stuff into this holiday season. And, you know, it's not only fun for you as customers. We really enjoy doing this stuff. You know, it's fun to give you some different outlets for different gifts. It's We don't make any money, folks, on these events, okay? We typically do about the same amount of business, but what it does is it brings a whole lot of other people into our yard. It it gives us an opportunity to give back to some of the local artisans in our market where we have all this greenhouse space that's empty. And it's just fun for not only us but our staff. It gives our staff an opportunity to shop some gifts that they don't normally get to go out and see. So overall, it is just a win-win-win. We have so much fun with it. You know, let's face it, you know, the ringers of the holiday season can kind of get to all of us. These events are typically, you can just slow down and enjoy them. And bring in the kids. You know, one of the parents can stay with the kids. They can do some craft stuff. The others can go shopping and kind of get the wreaths and the roping and everything kind of put together on a cart. And then it's a streamlined exit strategy. You know, you're able to kind of get all the things done you need to get done and then, you know, also have fun with the kids. So a win-win-win situation. But we're talking about other plants at Christmas. We know poinsettias, they're actually the number one plant for a holiday year-round. More poinsettias are sold in the U.S. than any other plant at any other holiday. Okay, Poinsettias are, have become, to some extent, a commodity item because you can buy them everywhere. But I want you to think about a couple things. And this kind of goes back to kind of, you know, why we're promoting all these artisans and local people is it's that shop by local. These plants were shipped to us as little cuttings with no roots on them. We rooted them in individual cells. We potted them at Estabrooks. We grew them at Estabrooks. We shipped them all in state. They are the epitome of as local as it can get. Okay, we have as broad a diverse variety selection as anyone in the state. And we're very, very proud of the quality that we can grow. We ship to many florists. So if you're ordering through a florist locally, chances are you're buying a plant from Estabrooks. If you're buying from a fundraiser, ask them where they get their plants. Hopefully they're buying from a local garden center or nursery that's growing the plants here in Maine. If you're doing a fundraiser or putting money towards a church for decoration, ask them where they're buying them. Ask them, are they buying them from someplace that they're growing them or purchasing them local? Many, many growers in the state of Maine have stopped growing poinsettias. And part of it is because garden center's volume on poinsettias has declined some. 
And partly that reason is because people pick them up where it's convenient, whether it be a grocery store or wherever. You're going by, you need a few plants, you throw them in the cart. We totally understand convenience. Totally understand that. But think about buying something local. From your local garden center, where we support our communities, where we give back, we support other local business, you know, all of that. So just take a minute and think about all of that. I know shop local is a very big, big thing, but this is one area where many poinsettias are shipped in from out of state or out of the United States into Maine. And they're here, they're everywhere, and we understand that. But take a minute and think about that. So let's talk about other plants. Let's talk about amaryllis. We have talked about this in past shows how to make sure you pick the right amaryllis, you know, whether it be a boxed one for a gift or you're buying a larger bulb. I went by the display of amaryllis this morning, and we still have a decent selection, and wanted to talk a little bit about your choice. So if you're going to give an amaryllis for a gift, which is an awesome gift, I, personally, amaryllis, I don't find them to really be a Christmas plant. I focus them more on an after-Christmas plant. Okay, But here, if you want some that are going to be in bloom by Christmas, we have some that the buds are emerging. We have some potted, and we also have some that are still in the tuber, but they're already pushing the flower buds. The bigger the bulb you buy, the more flowers you get. All types of colors, whether it be pinks, whites, bicolors, reds, there's just an amazing array of different varieties. So, with amaryllis, the key to success is making sure you have some bottom heat. So you plant them, and I like to place mine on top of the refrigerator. The top of the refrigerator is nice and warm. It will help promote root system. And they don't look like much for a little bit. So, that's a good way to get the root system down. If you're looking for a Christmas gift that's going to bloom around Christmas, always look for emerging buds out of the bulb. If you don't mind, and it's going to bloom in probably January or February or March, buy one that has no buds showing. It should be starting to activate and swell a little bit. But think about buying one that still is tight. Or buy a couple, one that's showing a bud, one that isn't and you'll get to stagger the bloom time out. The larger the bulb, the more flower stems you typically will have. The largest bulbs we sell could have anywhere from four to six flower stalks with four to six or eight flowers on each stalk. So very, very floriferous, very long-term blooming. The cooler you can keep them once you have bloom stems, the longer they will last. And making sure not to overwater. Okay, with amaryllis, you plant them, you thoroughly water them, and then you let them dry out. You don't need to keep watering them. Very, very easy plant. To get an amaryllis to rebloom is next to impossible here in the state of Maine. My suggestion is once they're done blooming, if you don't like the greenery anymore, 
go ahead and pitch them. It's not worth your time and energy to try to get them to rebloom. It's just not that easy. So Amaryllis, great addition. You know, on top of that, another easy gift idea, paper whites. And we've talked about this in past shows. You can get them in multiple stages. My suggestion is plant some. Keep some in a nice brown paper bag in the closet. Plant a few every about 10 days. Because the blooms only really last about 10 days. And then they're kind of getting scraggly and kind of falling all over. So if you plant, you know, a container about every 10 days, you should be able to reuse some of those containers. I like using a container that holds moisture, has no hole in it, and just use rocks. No soil, just a nice rock. Very simple, very easy. We have plenty of different bowls and and uh, other types of containers that work great for amaryllis and or paper whites. Amaryllis, you want to make sure and have a nice drainage hole. But paper whites, you want them to sit in water. So paper whites, another easy, inexpensive gift, something that's very thoughtful, easy to go if you're going to a Christmas party. You can buy inexpensive pots. You can put two or three of the paper whites in there. It's a nice little hostess gift. It doesn't cost a lot. And it's more about the thought of going, you know, and, and bringing a gift when you come to go to one of those nice Christmas parties you're going to be going to. I would say the second most popular plant at Christmas is cyclamen. I personally love cyclamen. Cyclamen are a cool season plant. They last a long time. They throw a tremendous amount of flowers. And there's just a few problems with them. Now, they come in an array of colors, frilly blossoms, bicolors, whites, reds, all sorts. We have them in three-inch mini points at um, mini cyclamen. We have them in six-inch pots. We have them in four-inch pots. There's all kinds of different varieties available. Now, at this time of year, red and white are most popular. But here's a few tips on cyclamen. Because there's some really, some things that really, really you can do wrong and they just do not like it. The number one problem with cyclamen is crown rot. Now we've talked a lot about this with perennials outside. Okay, now we're bringing it kind of into the indoors. Now crown rot, when you look at a cyclamen, you typically have all the blossoms in the center of the plant. Okay, so you've got this lovely glossy green foliage, and then there's all these blossoms in the center of the plant. Now, if you open up those blo- those leaves and those blossoms and you look in there, the center of the cyclamen is basically a crown, and it's grown, all the growth comes out of that crown. The biggest mistake we can make is watering cyclamen from above. Cyclamen really want to be watered by just taking and filling up the sink or whatever container you have and setting that pot down in the, the warm water and letting it absorb as much as possible and then letting it drain. With cyclamen, the crown, if you get water in the crown, 
you know, if you have to once in a while water them that way, it's not a problem. But if you water them in the center of the plant all the time, what happens is you start you start to get problems of rot in there, and then the plant will just kind of all of a sudden crash. With cyclamen, it's very important to deadhead the plant proactively. Okay? So as those flowers kind of go by, you not only take the flower on the top off, but you pull the whole stem out, all the way down into the crown. And if you just grab a hold of the stem and pull up firmly, it'll break off down in the crown. And you'll take all the rotting and decaying stem and seed pod off, and you will take that away so that there's no growth down in. I don't want you to take scissors and cut the stems off just below the foliage and let the rest of that stem rot down into the crown. That's a big no-no with cyclamen. Okay? So that's one thing you really want to be cautious about. Secondly, cyclamen are a cool plant. So if you have areas in your home where it's cool and drafty, maybe you have a um, breezeway area that's at 60 degrees, and then that would not be an area I probably would put poinsettias. Cyclamen are going to be the best in a cool, drafty area. So if you have areas that are cooler in your home, they work best in those areas. Cyclamen are long, long bloomer. I love them because to me, when Christmas is done, I'm done with my poinsettias. I don't try to bring them back. I don't try to keep them all winter. But... Cyclamen, I love for January, February, March. They last that long. You buy them in November or December, and they will last right through until spring. The key is to just go ahead and really, really deadhead them. Okay, great plant. Try one out. My opinion, underused. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on Newstalk WLOB. The holidays should be a time for celebrating tradition while bringing family and friends together. Unfortunately, it often turns into a season of frustration and stress. Simplify your holidays by visiting Estabrooks in Yarmouth. Learn how to decorate with lifelike artificial greens that provide all the beauty and none of the mess. Have a design expert tailor an elegant centerpiece for your holiday table or pick up a thoughtful gift from the Garden Emporium. Thanks to Estabrooks, your holidays can be beautiful and stress-free at the same time. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of the holidays. Hi, this is Derek Volk, host of Box Talk Radio. Box Talk Radio is a business talk show designed to promote and encourage main businesses. We're on at a new time, so check us out 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. every Saturday morning here on News Talk WLOB 1310 a.m. and streaming at WLOBradio.com. And you can also hear us at my website, BoxTalkRadio.com. Tune in to hear great discussions about all things business. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, and another great Saturday, ah, December 7th. The season is passing quickly. It's amazing, you know, every year we look back upon the year, and it's amazing because... I'll give you a little insight. We're starting to transplant primrose for next spring. 
and we've got some of our first cuttings coming in next week and so we're already starting on next year folks okay our Easter lily bulbs are showing up next week I know it's scary isn't it it's December 7th and we're already starting to plant for next year there's no time for rest anymore I don't like it <laughs> but it's important to us that all of these things we stay on top of. So, you know, we're already planning. We're already starting to get stuff in for next year. Um, it, it's a, it's amazing how the cycle just kind of gets quicker and quicker. And, you know, you fill in with some of these things and you start growing them. And, and uh, you know, we won't have a lot of things going for quite some time. But it reminds you that spring is right around the corner. And how quickly it just was Memorial Day. And now here we are at Christmas. So Christmas with alpacas weekend, you need to come visit us because we're having a blast this weekend. All kinds of things for the kids, a lot of fun. You know, make sure and come see me. I'll be around all weekend. You know, talk to me about the show. You know, what you like, what you don't like, um, you know, topics you might want to hear about. Uh, sometimes it's tough for us to see outside the box. And I love having interactions with customers. It's great to hear that you're listening out there. And, you know, it's amazing every day that I'm in the garden center, at least someone comes up and mentions the radio show or something on TV or whatever we might be doing. But last but not least, we're going to talk, kind of wrap up the show talking about orchids. And orchids are something that customers, they're afraid of. To be perfectly honest, um, and I'm not sure why, and I think it's partly because they are a little more expensive, but I find that more often than not with orchids, we kill them with kindness, meaning we decide, oh, they've got to, you know, I've got to water them more, or I've got to fertilize them more. More often than not, orchids really like to be left alone here's my rule of thumb with orchids they're grown in a very bark like mix with kind of moss and sphagnum and a whole bunch of lovely goodies in there in the soil I don't even know if you really could call it soil to be perfectly honest but with orchids the big thing I find is don't overwater them it really is crucial. We in the garden center only water orchids once a week. So think about it. It's in a greenhouse. It's humid. We're watering everyday other plants. And we literally as staff and owners have to hold back watering. Sometimes we even have to put a little sign up. Do not water the orchids. In the house, they may go two weeks, they may go a week, they may go three weeks in between waterings. I like to use orchids in an area where I'm going to pass by them all the time, and all I do is I, I stick my finger in the pot. If it's moist, I know they're fine. If it's dry, I know I need to water them. Literally sticking my finger down in that soil and because it's a easy soil to do that, it's like a sponge. 
So it's very easy to know when you have to water them and when you don't. Orchids are another one that like it cool. So if you run your house warm, you may not have as much success with orchids because they like it to be cool. So this is another plant that goes really well with cyclamen. Does really well in those same conditions, you know, in the 60s up to 70 degrees, probably away from the heater, a little bit drafty, but not cold, bright or indirect bright light, an easy plant. We need to get over the stigma that orchids are hard. And partly because years ago when orchids came on the market, they really, really were very expensive and they were very tough varieties to keep happy. Now, things have changed. You see orchids all over the place. They are not locally grown. I don't care what anybody says. There's very few orchid growers um, in the state of Maine. You know, so if you find an orchid, it's probably been grown anywhere from New Jersey down into Florida, maybe even Hawaii. But what I do want to say is they are very easy if we don't kill them with kindness. Now, getting orchids to rebloom is a little more challenging. But for the 30 or $40 an orchid might cost you, the length of bloom time and the look that you get from them, you can't repeat with any other plant. It is a wonderful gift if you're going to someone's home for the holidays. And the thing is, just remember to tell whoever you're giving it to, don't kill them with kindness. To me, that is the most important part with orchids. They don't need any fertilizer when they're in bloom. We're not going to fertilize them. We're not going to do anything other than lukewarm water, when they're dry. And again, remember the finger test. Just stick your finger down in the pot. If it's moist, you're good. If it's dry, you water them. Now, you don't water them in the container that they're planted in. Typically, orchids are in a plastic pot inside a ceramic pot. Take them out, bring them over to the sink, water them thoroughly, let them drain, and then bring them back to the pot and set it in the pot. We don't want them sitting in water that's very, very crucial. Okay? Humidity is your friend. And that's kind of where we're going to leave this week. Okay? This is the time of year when you need to look at all your house plants and you need to think about humidity in your home. Okay, we got the Christmas tree. That's adding some moisture to the air. Periodically, just boil a pot of water in your home. Okay? Add a humidifier. Add a little fountain like we had talked about in past shows. Add humidity. Put saucers underneath your plants with rocks in them so that there's water underneath, but they're not sitting in water. Humidity is a major issue at this point, and what you need to do is set yourself up for success in January and February. Our days are so short now. It is depressing some days. You go home, it's 4.30, it's dark. It is early. We've got a couple months before it gets better. Okay? Keep the depression on the down low. 
Let's keep our spirits up. Add those lights to some of those areas on timers like we talked about to trick plants to think that it's long days. And come visit me at the Garden Center. Christmas with alpacas this weekend. You know, just fun, family, food, and free. That's four Fs. I've added it. I forgot the family part. So such a fun weekend. Come enjoy. It's just such a good time. Bring the kids, the grandkids. Just come have fun. And bring your camera. Check in on Facebook that you're at our place. Post pictures. Tell your friends. It's a really fun family event. And it's free. I hope everybody is having a wonderful holiday season. I know we're having a great season. It's been a a phenomenal year so far. If you have any needs, don't hesitate to give us a call. Please post some questions at our website, estabrooksonline.com backslash radio for upcoming topics. We've got all kinds of people that are going to be coming on the show in January, February, March. You know, things are falling into place with guests for that time frame. It's exciting. There's a lot of new things that are kind of coming out for next year, and I'm excited about talking about next year. You know, the holiday season's a blast. I hope you get out there, enjoy decorating, enjoy family time, and enjoy your friends, and just enjoy the holiday season. We hope to see you next Saturday, and I hope to see you this weekend at Christmas with alpacas. Have a great weekend.